Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 83. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and I'm your host today, and I am so glad you have chosen to join us. I've got some exciting uh, results and some things I'm going to share with you. And before I do that, I just want to let you know that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, I've made it very easy for you to try to figure out what URL you want to get. So if you go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, you'll see a place there where you can check the availability of the URL that you're looking for. If you purchase it, I'll send you a document that's going to give you the, the top plugins that you need to go ahead and get on your website. And it should walk you exactly through how to do that and make your your website a little more usable from the get-go. So we'll get that to you if you uh, go ahead and sign up for your website there. BrickandMortarReporter.com forward slash website. So I wanted to give you an update on my business today. Today is... Um, we're still in the very, uh, I guess, what is the, the date of broadcast? So this is going to be the 8th of December. And so we are still in the, what I would consider, slow season. Um, the tourist season really does not start kicking off until the day after Christmas down here. So last week, boy, was it a tough week. You know, when you work all week long and you come home with 50 bucks, and I'm not talking about 50 bucks a day, I'm talking about 50 bucks. It is ridiculously difficult to keep doing it. Um, and so, you know me, I'm never content to just sit there. I believe in my products. I believe my products are products that will sell. I believe they're products that are popular. Why do I believe that? Because there are many businesses that are built solely on each one of my products individually. I have the pizza. There are pizza businesses. I have ice cream. There are ice cream businesses, very successful ones. Think of Baskin Robbins. Think of uh, Bluebell Ice Cream. I mean, there are businesses built just on ice cream. And then I have coffee. <laughs> we know, hello Starbucks, there are, there are businesses built solely on coffee. So because all three of these are great products and they are and the products that I'm serving are great there there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with my products so from that aspect I feel like I'm done I might add another thing or two just as a you know test to see um, what I can make happen but I'm really done at this point trying to find the products because I feel like I have the products now I just need to execute so my refining process now goes from what are the right products, and I know given the with the right products, given the right crowd and the right volume, I will be okay. It's not making me any money now, <laughs> but I know it will be okay. So beyond that, what can I do to try to figure out what it's going to take to get more people approaching my booth and more people interested in buying what I have? Now, the very first thing is signage, and I have done um, all new signs um, a couple of weeks ago whenever I finally got approval for all of my final products. Beyond that, I have a whiteboard that I'm using on the front of my cart, and I, you know, I told you I just went to Home Depot and bought the, a two-foot by four-foot uh, section of whiteboard that you can just dry erase, put dry erase marker on. 
So every day I put on there what I have, and people tend to see that and look at that pretty well um, as they go by my booth. So I've done a good job with signage. However, you know, whenever people are walking by and I'm just standing there with nothing to do because nobody's buying anything, there's nothing else I can prepare, there's nothing else I can wipe down, we always used to have a saying in the restaurant industry when I worked as in restaurants in college and high school and that sort of thing. If you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. So we all know that that adage, and and I do that. But eventually, in a small space with so much time, there's only so much time you can clean, and after that, you're just leaning. So um, anytime people walk by and are looking at what. I'm, what I have or what I'm doing, a lot of times I'm just there staring back at them, smiling. Sometimes I speak. If they make eye contact, I'll speak and be like, hey, how you doing? Or if they have something going on, like, you know, maybe they have a, a Carolina Gamecocks t-shirt on or, or something like that that's a conversation starter with someone like me, then I would actually make a comment and be like, I love your shirt. Are you from South Carolina? Or, you know, just it, it doesn't matter what they what the, the conversation starter is. I try to do it as much as possible. So I'm doing all that. And at the same time, I've decided I need to be a little more assertive about putting out there that I want to make people ice cream. I want to make people ice cream. And the reason I want to make people ice cream is because when I make people ice cream, it draws a crowd because it's like an it's a it's a show kind of you know with the like with liquid nitrogen and that kind of thing. So if I can get people to buy ice cream, who doesn't love ice cream? Everyone loves ice cream. Even the people that aren't supposed to have ice cream want ice cream. So it's a universally loved product. So I've got to be a little more aggressive about that and not in a not in a uh, you know, get your ice cream kind of way, but in a, um, hey, you guys look like you could use some ice cream or something like that. So I've got to get a little more aggressive about that. I just can't sit there and watch people pass by all day long and never take note of my cart. But I've been working on this all week and just getting really, really frustrated. And the other part is that makes me know it's not my um, products is that every product down on the pier has been struggling. Last week I had... Um, a friend tell me that she's the pineapple lady and she does the pineapples that always sell. She had Monday night, she went down and she didn't sell a single thing. She spent all night down there, paid $20 to be down there and did not sell one single pineapple. That is really unusual for her. She said that's never happened before in the history of the time she's been there. She's been there going on two years. So highly unusual. But it just kind of shows you what, what we were dealing with. And then I think the next night she said she made 40 bucks. And then another night she said she brought two cases of pineapple, which I think there's either six or eight. Might only be six pineapples in a, in a case. And she took like a case and a half home. So, I mean, we were all doing diddly as far as money goes and making any kind of sales. And people just were down there. They saw the shows. They saw the um, sunset. And they walked away. So I decided on, and, and prior to this, I had had, I had my ice cream priced at um, $8. And it might seem a little bit high, but it, I was, it's just one of those things with liquid nitrogen. You have to uh, it, the the price of liquid nitrogen fluctuates. It can be anywhere from 380 a liter to 640 a liter. So I'm trying to leave myself some space there um, for any fluctuations. And because it's a decent size serving of ice cream, and I'm making it in front of them, and it's using liquid nitrogen, it's kind of a show. Um, most places that, that serve liquid nitrogen ice cream will be 
charging eight to nine dollars for it. I know it sounds expensive. It's just like Starbucks starting a doing coffee where it's um, you know eight and not eight, but five or six bucks a pop on those. And so I decided at that point that I needed to look at my pricing and see if there were some strategic things that I could do with my pricing. I decided that I would try it, just test it. What's the harm in testing? I would move my price to $5. Now, just in cost of goods for my ice cream, it uh, for a for me to make a gallon of my vanilla base, it costs about $8 a gallon. For me to make a gallon of my coconut base, it costs about $16 a gallon. At $8 a gallon, I mean $8 a serving, on um, my regular vanilla ice cream, I was making an 87%, 87.5% margin. And at $5 a serving, I would make an 80% margin on, the, on the, that. And granted, it doesn't take into consideration my liquid nitrogen, but that's a fluctuation kind of thing anyway. It also doesn't take into consideration any toppings. It just takes into consideration what is the main component, which is the base. So I um, decided I would try to switch it, and I would try to drop my price to $5. And suddenly on Saturday night, something happened, and I sold more ice cream than I've ever sold before. But the interesting thing was that, yes, there were a few singles that I sold, but the majority of people that I sold ice cream for were two people that came to me, and they both bought ice cream. Now, that hadn't happened before when I was pricing it at $8. So now I have my choice, and I say, do I need, you know, would I rather have the occasional person buy eight dollars of ice cream or would I have consistently rather have two people buying two things of ice cream for five dollars each and make ten dollars off of them. I think for a while I'm going to keep testing. I don't want it to be a fluke. I don't want to base any decisions I make just on the one night of having a little bit of a breakthrough. And granted, I still didn't make, I mean, I made a, de you know, I made a, a good, a decent low night um, amount of money, but it was definitely not what I need to live off of, and I didn't didn't sell a huge amount. But that's okay because it just it's good time to test. This is the perfect testing ground for that. The point is, in your business, many times you will have done everything you can to refine your products, and if you really get behind your products and you know you have a good product, you know you have a product you can believe in, you know you have um, done all you can do to do products that people, that the market can bear, that the market is asking for, then at that point, you have to start tweaking other things. And could it be that you need to refine your pitch? Could it be that you need to refine your signage? Could it be that you need to adjust your pricing structure? And there's a lot of ways to go about your pricing structure. And you can do it, you can look at a cost plus margin. I would say, at a minimum, Look at something, at what something is going to cost you whenever you're you're getting it. And sometimes if it's finished goods, it's like, okay, this is, you know, my cost is fixed. It's uh, 49 cents each. And it, generally when you have something like that, the, the place to start is I would take that 49 cents and I would at a bare minimum triple it, sometimes quadruple it. And that's where you need to start your pricing for that. So if I had something that cost me 50 cents, I wouldn't probably sell it for less than $2. And it's just one of those things that you 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 know want to look at on an average, the industry average for a lot of things. And granted, for food, it's different. But 50% margin is where most businesses really try to to aim for. And if you get below that and you get down to a 20 or 30% margin, 
um, it gets really there's not a lot left on the bone for you. You got to look at and you got to look at your industry and look at what is is comparable to other things that are other people are doing in your industry. But then you also have to look at what will the market bear for a product. You might have a product that doesn't cost you very much, but it's in high demand. And because of that, the market will bear a higher price, and it is it creates more value there. So, um, definitely don't be afraid to look at your pricing strategy, especially if you know you've got the traffic coming through the door, and you've got people looking at things, and people commenting at th on things, and people making um, positive. Uh, interactions with your product, then you have to look at it and say, what is it that's keeping them from buying? And so with that said, all that's left then is to adjust your pricing strategy. Now, in a lot of different different types of businesses, the pricing strategy can be looked at as a couple of different ways. With me, I feel like it's a one-time shot. Every, every night is essentially a new set of tourists, and I'm not going to have the opportunity to necessarily build a repeat business through loyalty cards or punches or purchases or anything like that, but you might have the opportunity to in your business. There also might be some add-on services that you could do. I mean, with me, I could probably, you know, if I wanted to fool with it, which at this point I don't, um, if I wanted to fool with it, I could add on, if you want added on toppings, I could charge you for that. I could nickel and dime you for this, that, and the other as a way to get some add-ons. It's more trouble to me than it's worth right now. Um, I don't even take change or anything like that down to uh, Mallory Square because it's just too too much. And um, so I don't want to have to sit there and count out change and all that, and I don't think I can charge a dollar for a little spoonful of sprinkles or something on top of an ice cream, and I just don't necessarily like that um, idea of nickel and diming people. So I'll take the hit on that for now, but uh, you also have to look at maybe bundling. Bundling might be a good strategy for getting people to buy two of something. Maybe it's a buy one, get one. Maybe it's regular price, buy one, get one free. Um, maybe it's uh, they buy one and they get another at half price. There, there are several different popular bundling strategies and they work in the consumer's eyes. They're legitimate. So you want to look at all of those. And, and what the, the biggest thing with your pricing strategy is looking and making sure that you are still within the margins of where you need to be to make your, your money, um, make your uh, profit so you, you need still need something left there for you after your sale is done but if it also if it increases revenue and it increases the um, the cycle through which you turn over your inventory then that's also a good thing too so it's just one of those things where you want to set a defined time I mean I, I would definitely say don't change your pricing one day and if it's a bad day go and change it the next day and if it's a bad day go and change it the next day and suddenly if it's a good day you 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 changed it and if it's a good day suddenly okay that's what we're gonna stick with give it a little more time than that don't be so quick to change especially if you've got the ability to change it you know on a, on a dime essentially if you could just flip it around and change it so quickly because maybe you don't have it printed in print materials and it's just maybe something that's uh, either maybe it's a verbal pricing that you're giving maybe it's a um, you know something written on a, something within your business where you can, could change it readily or swap out numbers and that sort of thing um, give it give yourself some time um, you might want to test it for one week at this price and look at your numbers and see did that did it increase the bottom line and by the increasing the bottom line meaning it increased your revenue and it increased your profits um, and that's why you know even with when using like Groupon or other um, type 
coupons that are put out there. It's really important to look at all these numbers because so many people end up doing a Groupon and they get all this business but they end up losing money on it and it's like why are you working so hard to, to lose money and it's because of the way the deal was structured either you don't have the capacity to handle all the customers that are buying your product or you're not able to get something else out of them in order to recover from your loss leader so to speak and uh, it just really uh, puts, a, it puts a small business in a bind so I, I'm very cautious about any of those type of uh, social daily coupons that go out um, for the one deal of the day type thing. Uh, when you put your business in it, you've got to know that you're not giving up your bottom line in order to accommodate um, and fulfill the actual coupon. So all of these things need to be considered, and, and I hate to say it, but there's many times whenever we just arbitrarily price something um, because it, we feel like that's a good number, we feel like it's a reasonable number, and sometimes the, the customers just don't see it that way. So I saw a definite behavior difference in what my customers were doing on Saturday night when I priced my ice cream at $5, and I made a lot more ice cream, which was fantastic. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. So um, I'm going to keep mine there for at least the next week and see what happens and see if I continue to have those results. And if I do, then I'm probably going to continue with that pricing strategy because I certainly would rather have a lot more customers that buy two than less customers that buy one for a higher price. So it's definitely something to think about and look at your business and see. I mean, I can't cut my costs anymore. Um, my costs are as low as possible right now. I do have a boat going by, so you might hear a little bit of engine noise, but um, I, you know, I can't cut my costs. I can't do anything else at this point. Um, the only thing that's going to save me is by generating and getting more revenue in for my business. So that's uh, exactly what I'm working on. That's my goal because I need every bit of preparation and food that I've made to be sold in order to not have any waste. So by doing that, I was able to get a few more sales and that sort of thing. So that's the kind of stuff I'm continuing to do while I'm waiting for our big season to come. And uh, until then, we'll have to figure out exactly uh, what the processes are, what the most efficient way to do things uh, in uh, steps and sequence are so that we can be as efficient as possible whenever we make ice cream. So that's where we are. I wanted to give you that update. And uh, still, like I say, not, you know, I didn't, I, I was, it's, it's a very frustrating thing when you look overall at last week and think, you know, I worked a whole lot of hours for very, very little money. At the same time, <laughs> I, I mean, I learned some lessons and I made some changes that will hopefully help in the long run, but it doesn't help whenever you're trying to uh, pay the bills. And so and that's the whole goal is just to pay the bills and create a little business for myself that can be profitable and that can actually enhance the whole sunset celebration. So. That's where I am. I appreciate you coming along this journey with me and the struggles and the lessons I'm learning and hopefully the successes that will come. It's all a matter of time, I think. And so uh, that's exactly what I'm uh, focused on. So I appreciate you following along. And again, if you are in a situation where you need a website for any reason whatsoever, maybe it's just your family website, 
Maybe you want to start a blog. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a nonprofit. Whatever the reason, go to www.brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Right there, you'll see a place where you can enter in a URL. If you want to see what's available, they'll show you what the availability is, the pricing of it. When you go ahead and buy it, I'll send you a document that shows you all of the best um, plugins that you want to go ahead and get on your website right to begin with so that you'll have it up and running and functioning and looking snazzy and getting uh, increased user functionality out of the plugins. So it's an easy thing to do, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, and you'll have everything you need to go ahead and get your website purchased. So don't let that be a stumbling block or the fact that you don't know where to go or what to do to get your website going. Go ahead and go there today and I'll send you the best plugins to get whenever you get your website. Thanks so much you guys for joining us. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.